Hi there. there. Welcome to Cream and Sugar. Take it back now, y'all. It's time for the Machacha Slide. proud of that one <laughs> that was really cute so if it isn't clear this episode we're talking about matcha Woo! finally it is one of the topics i wanted to do from the beginning but was not ready for it's one of the topics that i've been avoiding since the beginning and i'm not ready for i'm ready to drag <laughs> you into it <laughs> i'm so afraid i appreciate you willing to try of course, this is what this is, right? Discovery, knowledge, torture, mm-hmm. I mean tradition. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of discovery, I would like to insert a disclaimer ahead of time that as I am trying to learn new things, that means sometimes I pronounce things like I'm dumb. So if I mispronounce <laughs> things, I am so, so sorry. And if if you're learning things along with me, Double check things before you go confidently pronouncing things the way I did, because um, it might not be correct. But if you happen to be an expert and would love to teach us, please send us an email at <laughs> webrewgood at gmail.com. Yes, please. We'd love to have you as a guest to come teach us more in depth with experience. Yes, please. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, before we do our taste test, how you brewing? I'm brewing all right. I'm coming down from a high of getting a new job, like I talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also remembering that I completely forgot to tell y'all about something, uh, which was a little bit more dramatic. So I hope yours is a little bit happier. <laughs> and mine is. <laughs> okay, cool. We'll do, we'll do the bad news first. All right. So bad news. Um, I... <laughs> uh, so on the like 12 or 13 year anniversary of Katrina, my hometown got absolutely decimated by Ida, uh, which was quote unquote a cat four hurricane. Um, upon going down there, it was definitely cat five damage. Um, but we're not going to get into the politics of that. Mm. Um, but I spent like, three or four solid days down there cleaning, getting debris out of yards. Uh, There was no power, no electricity, unless you had a generator. Um, You should not drink the water. They were were recommending boiling your water. Um, And even if you boiled your water, you probably still shouldn't drink it. So bottled water everywhere kind of deal. You know, it was really, really bad. Power lines were snapped in half. It was really, really ugly. So I spent the better part of two weeks preparing and then going down there. It was a 12-hour plus drive both ways. Um, So lots of work. Uh, We're still looking for help if you feel like donating. I have a GoFundMe that we can link um, that we're still sending them money because they're still recovering a month Mm -hmm. later. But that's what I did that I completely forgot to talk about because I've already started shutting it out of my brain. Ah. You did you did share with me one um positive note from it though. Yeah. Do you remember the positive note you shared? Um I got to spend time with my family in a very warm environment and 
your favorite po' boy place you told oh me is still standing God, and yes. open for business. Yes, <laughs> Harry's po' boy is up and running, and I was able to get my favorite po' boy. Literally, we go down there every summer, and the first one of the first things we get, other than Moni's spaghetti, is Harry's po' boys, and it's just so stinking good. Oh my god! I like it's a I'm talking roast beef po' boy that drips down your arms like it's that good. Ooh. Oh, and crinkle cut fries. Only yeah. fries I'll eat with a po' boy. Solid. So yeah, that is the one good thing. I really thought that little shack was absolutely gonna take a hit, but it's <laughs> it is untouched. It's stubborn, Am- amazingly untouched, mm-hmm. because it's also a very huge staple down the bayou. So. One good thing, but I was that's been a lot. I've already tried to mentally process that out. Mm, that's fair. Because, like, I think I legit grieved what my hometown used to be and is no longer. Mm. So that was that's how I'm brewing. I'm a little conflicted. Yeah. How are you brewing? <laughs> uh, better. <laughs> Give me something good to think about. Well... Uh, while you were preparing for all of that, I got to come down and visit for the weekend, for a long weekend. To yeah, so you fun. did. It was wonderful. Yeah. And I got, we got to go shopping. Mm-hmm. We went out to dinner. Mm-hmm. We had a very late, very drunk night. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Two in the morning? Uh, I didn't go to bed till three, but yeah. Well, that's when I made it to the couch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just to put into perspective, the other night I couldn't keep my eyes open and it was 8.30. So two in the morning is very, very late for me. (laughs) We did it. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. We even got to go to Costco. Uh, It was to buy supplies, but the samples were prime. Yes. And it was nice to do it with friends. That made me, that was a lot easier. Yeah. Thank you. It was a very good two-hour Costco trip. Yes. It was fun to spend money like I had money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We were just like, oh, we'll put this in there. We'll get oh, this. Yeah. Heck yeah, we'll bring some of these. Two carts full of stuff. And it, then we realized we had to make fun. it fit in the car. Yeah. But we got it. Thanks for holding things on your lap while we drove back. Anytime. They were extremely comfortable paper towels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But anyway, would you um, like to try the drink that you're not looking forward to trying? No. We have magic straws. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Ow. Okay. If you'd like, I will I buy you head. another moment uh, by introducing the actual recipe we used. Because there are many ways to make matcha. Uh, especially many modern ways. We are actually using one of the recipes from Rowena Sai, who is a YouTuber that I personally enjoy. But Rowena posted a video about five different matcha drinks, and then I asked Julia to pick which one she thought she would like most. So we are making what Rowena calls the MBBMIH, which is matcha boba, but make it health. (laughs) So we are having a uh, iced matcha boba drink. I used vanilla soy milk in mine because that's all I have. Rowena used oat milk. And Uh, I used unsweetened almond milk because that's all I have. Other than coconut milk, and I feel like that just wouldn't have worked. Actually, that might have worked. We'll see next time. If there's a next time. I'll make Mike (laughs) drink it. Uh, Okay. So, it is time. It is time. Ready to dink? Ready to dink. 
The boba's good. Yeah, the boba's alright. Mike's right, it did need sugar. I have simple syrup that I just added to mine to make it dissolve a bit easier. I personally really like matcha. So I'm good. I'm probably going to suck this down pretty quickly. I'm trying to keep a really open mind right now. How you feeling? There's enough almond milk in here. <laughs> you don't have to drink it if you don't like it. Here's the thing. I'm really confused. Okay. It tastes like nothing and something at the same time. And I don't know what the something is other than grass. Well, it is a leaf. Right. Tis and not just leaf juice. It is the leaf. Tis our beautiful, wonderful Camellia sinensis. It reminds me of the beach for some reason. I can see that. Um, I really like boba. Which is why I chose this. I'm going to drink it all. Okay. I'm going to come back to that when I'm finished. Um, last time I had green tea, it made my stomach hurt a lot. So why we'll see how I mentioned that before this moment. <laughs> I did not know that. Because it was Lipton iced green tea and it also had mint oh, in it. Okay. And I, there's something that many of you know is that I hate mint more than matcha. So. Yeah. As long as it didn't have mint in it. That's, that's a no-go. That will make me do the barf. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. So I can tolerate this. There's something good about it and I can't figure that out yet so this is an improvement to i hate matcha good i'm glad maybe it's matcha latte that i like maybe what's gonna be fun is when i only drink the matcha around the boba because i don't especially love tapioca boba mm -hmm. and this has affirmed my my feelings this is tapioca boba i think so oh okay i wasn't sure yeah oh i like the little bubbly bobas that are fruity and you pop them and the fruit juice comes out hmm mm. You know, this tastes like um, actual milk. Ah, I don't know how or why, but for some reason, the almond milk mixed with matcha tastes like whole milk to me. Huh. Get out, get out, get out. And maybe it's just because there's a lot of milk in here. And I'm just like, ah, milk. But it, it tastes like milk. That's that's what I'm tasting right now, which doesn't make a lot of sense. I, I really love these boba pearls. Oh, my God. Well, you can have my other two packets if you want. Yes, please. So many of the boba pearls just fell through the, the uh, straw, and it definitely looked like it just pooped in my cup. <laughs> <laughs> I just had one come up my straw that I didn't want to eat, so I blew it back out, and it went poop at the bottom. <laughs> Okay, so let's recap what we talked about in T101, because this okay. is not the first time that I have mentioned matcha, mm -hmm. um, but I did not go in depth. So as you mentioned, uh, tea comes from the plant Camellia sinensis, and mm -hmm. matcha is no exception. 
Um, you can get different teas from the same plant by how you process the leaves and typically by how much you oxidize the leaves. Um, and then when I mentioned matcha specifically, I said that it was a process that is very particular and has religious roots, which I will get into further. Mm-hmm. Um, the word matcha comes from the Japanese ma, which means ground, and cha, which means tea, so matcha. Um, and it is dro- grown in very specific areas in Kyoto and a couple different prefectures. And when you grow matcha, you grow the plant Camellia sinensis in the shade for three w- weeks right before you harvest it mm-hmm. to encourage chlorophyll production, which is why it is so very green. Huh. Mm-hmm. So that is the overview. Now back to the action. So the history of matcha can be traced back to the Tang Dynasty in China, which is between or reigned from the 7th to the 10th centuries. And during that time, tea was made by roasting the leaves and then pulverizing them. Hmm. Pulverized. Aggressive. Pulverized. Yeah, it's very <laughs> aggressive. Um, but they would do that so that they com- could bind it with water and salt to make these bricks that were easier to transport. So it made it easier to trade. <laughs> Here, take a break. Brick. Cows. <laughs> it's like a tea. Maybe they built tea houses out of tea bricks. Oh. That would be something. Hey, hold on. I need some more tea. Hold on. I got you. Pull the brick from the wall. <laughs> oh, no. no it's just anyway. another brick in the in wall. wall. <laughs> Solid That's album. A- it's okay, Greg. Thank you so much. I've been wanting a new window anyway. <laughs> um. Uh, matcha and tea in general in China did not become exceptionally popular or luxurious until the Song Dynasty, which was from the 10th to 13th centuries. Um, and around that time, it also traveled to Japan, which at that time was under the Kamakura Shogun rule. What's so, that? Oh, is that a person? It's um just the group that was ruling Japan oh, okay. at the time. Yeah. I don't know a lot about um, Asian history. Uh, we should get into it sometime. Oh, okay. Maybe not on podcasts. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Just in general. Um, so during that time, the seeds for Camellia sinensis were specifically brought to Japan by a guy named Asai, uh, who was a Buddhist monk, and he brought them in 1191. Oh. Mm-hmm. Wow. So a little bit more about Asai, because, you know, I thought it might be interesting to know about the guy that basically brought tea to Japan as a whole. Not to be confused with a sop. <laughs> no, not to be confused. <laughs> Although arguably maybe a similar personality. Oh. Um, so Asai was quoted as saying that matcha specifically was the elixir of the immortals. What? Yep. So you're drinking the elixir of the immortals. Well, heck, call me a god. <laughs> um, he also wrote a book called Kisayo Joki, which is a book about tea. Mm-hmm. which I will be reading and doing a book report on at some point, but Ooh. my brain's not there right now, so we'll come back to that one. <laughs> um, fun fact, do you want to take a guess on when, what like day of the year Asai was born on? Um, My birthday. Wait, day of the week? Like day Sunday. of the year. Oh, uh, yeah. my birthday. Nope. Your birthday. No, but much closer. Hmm. July 4th. 
April 20th. Oh, it was much closer. 420. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The wrong green leaf. <laughs> yep. Um, but Asai grew up learning and practicing Buddhism. So he ended up traveling a lot, uh, especially in his 20s and 30s between China and Japan to learn more. So when he was uh, in his late 20s, mid to late 20s, he went to a place called Mount Taiantai or Tendai, depending on whether you're in China or Japan mm-hmm. in different dialects. But he went to go study Buddhism, and that was where he learned about Zen Buddhism specifically. Hmm. So when he returned to China, he kind of brought that new ideology. And then um, after a second trip is when he brought the tea back over. So he was kind of it was very rooted in his <laughs> religious and because <Rooted>. <laughs> the plant. <laughs> Uh, it was very rooted in his religious practices and beliefs as well. Uh, he ended up planting the first tea seeds in Mount Sefiri mm-hmm. because it looked similar to Mount Tendai that he visited in China. He also gave some seeds to a guy named Shonen, who was a monk from Kyoto, and he ended up taking the seeds to the temple grounds in Kyoto, which was the beginning of tea in Uji, which is one of the places that matcha is currently grown in. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. Where did this guy go? So from there, the tea plant was mostly grown on temple grounds in Kyoto, and it was made in very small quantities. Um, The Zen Buddhist brewed, quote, tea whipped in a bowl of hot water prior (laughs) to afternoon meditation. Oh. Mm -hmm. So again, very tied into religious practices and beliefs. Mm -hmm. Uh. It was said to help them focus and bring clarity and all that sort of stuff, which I could definitely see because even today we talk about tea will help you like focus and give you energy without the jitters of coffee. What so. I'm seeing is that it's having the positive side effects of caffeine, which is that focus and attention, because that's why I use caffeine is for the ADD, which is the lack of focus and attention. <laughs> kind of like how that sentence came out which was a little weird <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so it's should... like all the good parts of caffeine just just keep drinking more matcha and it'll like balance everything out if i start my morning with this i might be okay this i'm it's it's growing on me i'm full i'm very yeah. very full I don't it's know. Also probably the boba. Though. I was gonna say I don't know if it's the boba or the matcha. I don't know if I drink this without the boba. Here's that's the uh, <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> well, you can have boba every morning. So then, theoretically, in the morning, if you need additional energy and maybe aren't feeling quite the mood of a Zen Buddhist monk, you could also recall that around the same time, the Shogun warriors would drink matcha prior to going into battle. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Why? Same reasons. Okay, because... Energy boost. <laughs> because, uh, meanwhile, the Native Americans are drinking tea for a very strange reason. <laughs> yes. No, not like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not that kind of tea. I probably should have given you a disclaimer. Matcha is going to have some side effects. What? Kidding. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> wait, hold on. Why? <laughs> what is no, going to no. happen? No, no nothing. You're going to potentially like matcha. Oh, okay. Um, so the Japanese Buddhists developed a method for making tencha. And tencha is basically uh, 
how you get from Camellia sinensis to matcha, but in a very religious and ceremonial sort of way. Mm-hmm. So the leaves are handpicked, steamed, dried, destemmed, and then deveined. Deveined? Deveined. Jeez. Then you grind them up into matcha powder. That's insane. Which is why matcha can be so expensive when you get actual proper matcha. How do you devein a leaf? Very carefully. That's insane. I will discuss briefly later how the commercialized version is done. But I was not able to find any um, historical process that would... Because I, I don't know if it's so widely known either. That's fair. That's incredible that they're able to do that. Yes. So that is why matcha is a luxury. So here in the States, uh, Grand grandma had you snap peas with her and pull peas out of the pod uh in in japan you said yes in japan they're having you pull veins off a leaf (laughs) (laughs) yep a whole bunch of leaves okay so matcha largely remained a luxury item until about 1738 which is when sohen nagatani developed a process to make quality matcha an accessible commodity so this is the process that I could find. Okay. It was called the uh, Uji green tea processing method. And so what they did was they steam the leaves in a bamboo basket. Then they fan and cool them. And in that fanning, they're also removing the dew from the steaming. Mm -hmm. Then they cool it and toss it in a wind machine specifically four times. So basically what this machine is doing is it's lifting the leaves and letting them drop and lifting the leaves and letting them drop over and over again. Once they um, cool them with that fan system, then they dry it in a tensha furnace, which uses radiant heat, which I could not find any further explanation on exactly what that means. On what radiant heat is? Specifically in the context of a tensha furnace. I'm used to the Dungeons and Dragons version, which means it's sunlight, which is not <laughs> what this is. So I would assume it's energy mo- or heat moving. But that's what a convection mm-hmm. oven does. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But anyway, so they dry them in the furnace. And then they use a machine to blow the leaf off of the stem. So in this case, they are not completely deveining it. Mm-hmm. But they are basically <laughs> pinching the stem and just blowing the rest of it off and catching <laughs> it and using that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, and then they grind it and then they package and sell it. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Speaking of up and down and up and down and up and down, I currently do not like this drink. Back to down. <laughs> we are back to down. All and right. uh, unfortunately, I don't know if I'm going to drink it again because the brown bobas are freaking me out. Well, why don't you just use different bobas? I would, but right now I don't think I'm going to finish this. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. For a little bit of context, there was a moment that we had paused because I found a cockroach and it freaked me out. And I had to dispose of it very quickly and the boba is now freaking me out. (laughs) You can remove the boba from in front of you if you want. I'm just going to hide it. You want to go put it in the kitchen? Do you want to go give it to Mike? Yeah, I'm going to do that. Don't tell him the other part. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. So, when the UG method was developed in 1738, that helped to develop the the UG region of Kyoto, 
where it gave basically local farmers and merchants the power to produce matcha on their own and add that to their repertoire of things that they could sell. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I did some research into the ritual of uh-huh. matcha. Um, various traditions developed over the years, but a ritual was not formalized until the 1500s. The ceremony, developed by Zen student Maratha Juta, mm-hmm. became more widely known when it was popularized by Zen master Sen no Riku. Huh. Um, and of course, I did some more research into Sen no Riku because I just can't help myself. <laughs> Basically, my strategy for doing these notes is I do a basic overview and then I ask questions and then I just try to answer those questions. And now we're here. It's, it's a little thing I like to call rabbit holing. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I said when I was I was sitting next to um other friend mm-hmm. while we while I was doing research and I was like, well, I went down another rabbit hole. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so Sen no Riku lived from 1522 to 1591. He created standards for procedures, utensils, tea house architecture, and tea garden landscaping. Wait, you have a specific tea house? Mm-hmm. Oh. Like I, a greenhouse. Oh, okay. I thought you were like kidding, like a little tea house. Like, oh. <laughs> I am a tea house, short and house. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. I it, <laughs> it didn't click that you meant like like a greenhouse. Yeah, like a, a house for growing tea. Okay, I think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he focused a lot on simplicity, a rustic aesthetic, and antiquity. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Cottage core. <laughs> yes he was cottage core my kind of guy <laughs> <laughs> the ceremony involved the cultivation and consumption of the tea so it was a very rounded process mm-hmm. and while i could not find specific steps and details like i did for the tea party so maybe i'll have to go down that rabbit hole for a different episode i did find the four basic principles of the japanese tea ceremony which is also called shado or sado, which is the way of the tea. Mm. They are wa, which is harmony, kei, which is respect, sei, which is purity, and jaku, which is tranquility. Ooh, I like mm-hmm. those. Yeah. Um. So that's all I could find on the ceremonies. And... Is this anything similar to like a traditional tea ceremony with the pouring over the pets or is that with like other specific teas? That is what I couldn't find. Okay. And I don't know why. So I'll get back to that later. Maybe just because it's ritual, it's something that's closely guarded. Probably. Yeah. That's okay. It'll remain a mystery. So I did find more information on how to grow matcha. Like or the... how to grow the camellia sinensis plant so that you can get matcha from it. Oh, okay. I was about to say, wait, you don't grow matcha. You grow camellia. Yes. Okay. Um. So like I mentioned, you do keep it shaded for th- at least three weeks prior to harvesting because it mm-hmm. produces more chlorophyll. But it also produces more theanine, which is an amino acid, which is thought to give the drink its deep umami flavor. What? And now we're going to go down another rabbit hole called What is Umami? <laughs> yes. That was my next question. <laughs> so Umami is actually considered a fifth flavor profile. Oh, I've heard of that. Uh-huh. But I don't remember what it means. Um, the description I found, which is from 
thespruceeats.com, a source I have used before. <laughs> it is a brothy or meaty flavor or taste and has to do with increased amounts of monosodium glu- glutamate. Monosodium glutamate. Huh. Or MSG. Oh. Yeah. But here's the thing. I don't know what that means. I didn't entirely either. So I looked up what is umami in and the spruce eats coming in clutch. (laughs) (laughs) It's in miso, Mm -hmm. seaweed, mushrooms. I love mushrooms. And Parmesan cheese. What? So if you could just find the the core flavor of those four things, (laughs) then you got umami. Okay, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. (laughs) So we've got... Um, miso, Mm -hmm. which is like straight up chicken broth, right? Apparently not. Okay. Didn't know that. Um, (laughs) seaweed. Yeah. Which is a macroalgae. Uh-huh. Um, and then we've got mushrooms, which are fungi. Uh Uh-huh. And we have- you're a fun guy. (laughs) 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 And what was the other one? Parmesan cheese. Parmesan cheese, which is a milk byproduct. I mean, I could kind of see all of them kind of have that almost bitter y taste that sits on your tongue when you think about it. Not like the grated par not the um not grated, like the the cheapy Parmesan cheese, but like proper Parmesan cheese. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. What I taste is like a sharp funk. In a similar way that sharp aged Gouda has. Yeah. But I could also see a very similar funk in miso soup and seaweed. I don't. I don't like seaweed. Ah, well. And I get past the the sea part of it and and just consume the weed part of it. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't even know what it is about seaweed that I don't like. I think it's just the oceany flavor (laughs) (laughs) probably yeah that's why i said get past the seed yeah the seed the sea the sea that one's for mine but i also don't like nori like dried nori yeah like the way our friend used to eat it like chips yeah yeah i can't do that i can eat like one piece like that and then i'm out i'm just gonna start eating some mushrooms and be like umami and then try to figure it out (laughs) (laughs) do it we will figure it out together all right um, but yeah, anyway, so attention started increasing towards MSG in the, in the 1980s and has just kept going up since then. Huh. And, uh, specifically like the umami flavor and MSG and all that sort of stuff. So. Okay. So <laughs> back to what we were doing, which is how to grow <laughs> matcha. <laughs> After you have shaded your plants for three weeks, you then harvest and process the leaves to become tencha. Mm-hmm. And traditionally, they are ground with a stone mill or mortar and pestle, but now they are processed with powdering machines since commercialization. Hmm. You know, I, I, I know the pronunciations are like kind of hard, but what if you were just doing it intentionally? Uh, that's a good uh, one. Uh, that, like that, that was pretty bad. <laughs> I like that one. That's oh, good. Thanks. So then I ask myself, how does one take matcha powder and make drink well (laughs) first you need some tools okay tool number one uh shashaku 
Shushaku. What is that? That is a bamboo scoop or a teaspoon scoop. Like the bamboo scoop itself is called a teaspoon because the amount you scoop on the bamboo scoop is a teaspoon. That's brilliant. Isn't it though? That's the face I made in Barnes and Noble. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, teaspoon. Who knew such a vital thing to society has the wrong use? Yep. Go figure. Um, But you use the scoop. It's kind of shaped like a J Mm -hmm. with a very short and flat end to it to actually scoop with. So you use it to scoop the powder. And originally they were carved from ivory. Oh, oh. I just went through a very wide range of emotions. Mm. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> then there is also the chawan, which is the tea bowl, which is a ceramic vessel. Uh, it originated in China and is used in ceremonies or has been used in ceremonies in Japan since the 13th century. Um, there are different varieties for different ceremonies and type of tea. But for matcha, it should be about five inches in diameter, smooth to the touch, and easy to pick up to make it ideal for sipping. Because traditionally, you make the matcha and then you just drink the matcha. You don't make like a latte with it or, um, you know, any of the other various things that we make with matcha now in America. It's how we roll. I don't think I could do it. I think it would taste like (laughs) straight up grass. And I mean leaf. It is literally just leaf in water. I know. If you, I don't think I could do it. I don't. I could, but I wouldn't enjoy it as much. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, mm, okay, that's fair. Uh, there's also the chasen, which is the bamboo tea whisk. It aerates the matcha, and uh, usually what you do is you whisk it back and forth with just wrist movements in a M or a W shape, so just zigzagging back and forth in the bowl, mm-hmm. and that will make it a little bit frothier. Is there any particular reason it's specifically an up and down motion and not like a whiskey whiskey motion? I think it's just better for mixing in the powder and getting that froth to it. Okay. Um, I do have a quote specifically from pureleaf.com that says there are many variations of cha sen depending on the height and thickness of the bamboo, the number of tines, the width of each tine, and the color of thread wrapped around the whisk's handle. What? Mm-hmm. That's specific? Yep. Is it like bread ties where if it was made on Tuesday, it's green? <laughs> <laughs> this bamboo whisk was made on a Wednesday and therefore it shall be pink because it wears pink on Wednesdays. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, you also store a chasen on a chasen kusa naoshi, which is a whisk holder. That, and what? it's shaped um kind of like a pear with a little with little feet at the bottom. Oh. Because it's a similar shape to the whisk, so you can push the whisk down on it and it will help the whisk hold its shape while also helping the whisk to dry efficient efficiently and keeping it from molding. Hmm. Because if you store your whisk handle side down, all of the moisture is going to go back into the handle and just sit there. Ew. Yep. So it is, uh, that's what you're supposed to keep it on. Do you think the whisks uh, turn like a greenish brown over time from use? Probably. Hmm. You also probably have to replace modern whisks fairly frequently because they are very thin. That's fair. So 
um, pureleaf.com had a recipe specifically just for matcha that said you use a sc- or scoop a small amount, like one to two teaspoons of matcha into your bowl. Then you add about a quarter cup of hot but not quite boiling water. Then you whisk it quickly in that M or W motion until frothy. And then you drink it. Hm. It's very easy. Interesting. Yep. However, for our recipe, we then put boba tapioca pearls into the bottom of our glass. Mm-hmm. Then we poured the matcha on top of it. Mm-hmm. Then we put in ice cubes. Mm-hmm. And then we poured in milk, which was very aesthetically pleasing, at least for me, because the milk just kind of filtered nicely down through the ice cubes. And it was. I will be including that video in our post. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's very pleasing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, once again, did come from Rowena Sai, who I highly recommend on YouTube. She's very relaxing. She also, she also gives uh, personality traits to each of her drinks, which is adorable. Oh. Yes. <laughs> well, only in this specific video. Yeah. This one, uh, this recipe that we used said that this kind of drink has both its personal, its work, and its sleep schedule together. Most people can only choose two, but they choose all three. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> wow. Uh-huh. This one has its life together. I don't quite fit that description, but I do enjoy the drink. Me either. What's sleep? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Something I need, I think. Um, so I could not talk about matcha without talking about potential health benefits of matcha. Because oh it is a fad right now that it is a very healthy alternative to many, many other drinks. I didn't know that. I don't keep up with the matcha. <laughs> green is good, is oh, the point. <laughs> green is good. Green is good. So matcha has a... Uh, more health benefits than some other teas and it's specifically thought that because you are directly consuming the leaves not water that has been steeped in leaves okay mm-hmm. and the leaves are rich with antioxidants and vitamins mm, vitamins mm-hmm. um i did believe it or not not get my health information from webmd really I got it from my other favorite, Healthline.com. Oh, I thought you were going to say Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. They um, they actually reference a lot of studies in their article. So I'm going to only include the link for the article I read. But if anybody would like to go read the original studies, they link to almost all of them as much as they can. Oh, nice. So if you're feeling sciencey, you got the option. <laughs> um, so one of the biggest benefits of matcha is that it's full of antioxidants. And catechins, which is a plant compound, but they stabilize free radicals, which can help reduce cell damage and chronic disease. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I have a quote from Healthline that says, by one estimate, the number of certain catechins in matcha is up to 137 times greater than in other types of green tea. Wow. Yes. So it's dense. So like you go to college thinking you're pretty smart. And then Matcha walks in and they're like, you're dumb. (laughs) Matcha walks in and goes, hey, I'm a 12-year-old and I'm at college with you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's how it feels. (laughs) Yep. Um, Matcha is also thought to be good for your liver. They did a non-alcoholic fatty liver disease study. So this is liver diseases that do not have anything to do with alcohol. Um, And it was on 80 people. 
and they either gave people a placebo or 500 milligrams of green tea extract daily for 90 days. So it isn't directly matcha, but it is the same plant. Um, and after 12 weeks, green tea extract significantly reduced liver enzyme levels, supporting the idea that it can reduce liver damage. Interesting. So while it's not proven, it does uh, provide some support that potentially it could benefit. Hmm. Yep. I want to know how you wouldn't be burping green tea and be like, ah, oh, I obviously got the green tea one. Or you just don't taste anything, like no weird side effects, or, like no green poop or anything. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like, how did you know you didn't get the placebo? Is that what you meant by lifted made your stomach sick? Your poop was green? No, no. The mint was just, mm. I really, really don't like mint. It made me nauseous. Ah, okay. Like, you know how mint's supposed to be like something that settles your stomach? Mm-hmm. I was like, eh-eh. <laughs> <laughs> you could also uh, make the placebo green tea flavored. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they did, but I would think that you could. No, that would make sense. Um, and it is also extract, so I don't know if the extract had a very strong flavor to it or not. Hmm. Don't know. Um, one of the other points Healthline mentioned is that it could help. B- help. B- <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it could help boost brain function. Are you sure? As my brain shuts down. <laughs> Um, one study of 23 people showed that matcha increased attention, reaction time, and memory. And matcha also contains higher levels of caffeine than other teas, which is about 30 milligrams per half teaspoon. Can we drink it at 8 o'clock at night? Yep. <laughs> Midnight recording. <laughs> you know, I was yawning not that long ago. I guess I'm okay. I think you'll be fine. You're you're also used to coffee, like at all hours. So that's true. People that tend to have ADD and like ADHD have a much higher tolerance to caffeine because it's utilized. Mm-hmm. And I have been in the sun all day, so you'll I sleep, sleep okay. Well. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then the last one that I wanted to highlight was matcha may help cancer. Of course. Of what course. what on this podcast do we not cover that that helps cancer we are reaching all corners to try to cure cancer and i'm not mad about it what if you made a dandelion matcha (laughs) that uh wait what was what was the thing that i said that also might be the cure to cancer Um, uh what have i talked about recently was it one of the plant milks was it almond yes It was one of the plant milks that's also a good cure for cancer. Uh huh. Maybe it was soy, which I did put into my matcha. So wow, I'm two thirds of the way there. It was definitely one of my milks that was a good, yeah, uh, decarcinogen kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Again, I am not a scientist or a medical expert, so please do not take that as advice. Yes, please. (laughs) Just suggestions, I guess. Um. Healthline highlighted a uh, study that showed that matcha has high levels of epigallocatechin 3-gallate, also known as EGCG, like R2-D2. <laughs> I am so proud of your level of pronunciation with that. That was really Thank impressive. You. It mostly helps that half of it is a word that I've already said. That's true. Catechin. Yeah. It um, just looks like alphabet soup to me. <laughs> it's a very long word 
Um, but test tube studies have shown that EGCG in matcha is effective against prostate, skin, lung, and liver cancer cells. Wow. But that was only in test tubes. So, mm. unfortunately, we are not test tubes. No. Strictly we're speaking. We aren't the guinea pigs. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, Healthline also mentioned some other health benefits, but those were really the big ones. Um, they got into some more generic ones. But you are welcome to go read the full article and even the studies if you guys want to. Ooh, so, I might have to do yeah. that. So uh, that's uh, all I had on matcha, which I thought it, it was a lot. But not like a lot of information, but it was a lot of variety of topics. Yeah, there's a there's a lot associated with matcha that I didn't think would be associated with matcha. Mm -hmm. And a lot more uh, tradition, which I was very pleased to learn about. Yeah. I like good tradition. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited, too, to go read the book by Asai and see what he has to say. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's another book that actually also mentioned the book by Asai that I'm currently reading, so... Maybe some, some book reports. Upcoming. I was about to say, what if we both did a book report on one of our topics? Yeah. That'd be should. fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except I currently have a book that's on my major, and I can't seem to get past the intro. Yeah, but that's science. I love science. Yeah, but sci science has words like epigallocatechin. <laughs> Supercalifragilistic <laughs> epigallogallogan. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's just a lot. Um, I do have a quiz for you, though. <gasps> I do want to take it. Okay. What is it? It is. Which very specific shade of green is your personality? Oh, boy. I like how we <laughs> both went with personality quizzes. Yeah. And, of course, it is from BuzzFeed. Of course. Thank you, BuzzFeed. <laughs> okay. So question number one. If someone calls you and you don't feel like talking, what do you do? <laughs> Your options are text them, hey, I'm really tired right now. Talk later. <laughs> Just don't answer them and leave them on red. Tell them that you don't want to talk but want to, te want to meme text. Tell Text them that you're busy cleaning or answer the call even though you don't want to. We have a problem. <laughs> um, one of our very very uh consistent listeners is also one of my longest <laughs> and bestest friends and um i we we talk to each other like almost every day mm. and there are definitely days where i don't feel like answering so i guess you get to find this out the hard way that i answer anyway <laughs> I love you. Thanks for Sorry being my thanks for being my friend all of these years, <laughs> even though I am a sad piece of human. No, I don't think so. As such a I feel like it's so mean to say, am I doing the wrong thing? No. I think if anything, that's the kindest of all those options. Sometimes I text, hey, not in the mood to talk. I'll 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 call you later. And mm. then I forget because I'm a bad <laughs> human being. <laughs> Well, eventually you call again at some point between the two of you, so yeah, I think it's fine. Hey, just don't forget, I love you, okay? You you are a friend, a good friend. <laughs> great, great. Good, good. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on to question number two. When you're bored, what do you usually do? 
daydream, sleep, shop until you drop, dance or sing until you can't know more. Or watch TikToks and discover new aesthetics. No, that was the that's one of the options. Mm-hmm. I was literally before you started giving me options was <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it! Yeah. I feel like I want to choose that one because I was thinking about TikTok. But if I'm at work, work, don't listen to this. Um, I definitely <laughs> daydream. Uh-huh. What is there any context for bored? Nope. Oh, man. We're going to su- What does it mean by aesthetics? Cottagecore. But I don't go looking for them. I just find whatever finds me. Well, it does just say discover. It doesn't say seek out. Hmm, good point. TikTok it is. <laughs> <laughs> good, because I already clicked it. No! <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean... I, I could change it if you actually changed your mind. So No. <laughs> um no. Um no. <laughs> a person sends you a tongue emoji on a dating app. What do you do? Wait, just the tongue or like the tongue sticking it, out? It just says a tongue emoji. Okay. I'm I'm thinking a tongue sticking out. I'm thinking just the tongue. Is there one that's just the tongue? I'm pretty sure. Clearly, we are not the adventurous BRB, type of people. Oh, yep. There is. There's a mouth with a tongue. Just a tongue. Oh, I see. How do you think Mike would feel if I just texted him a tongue? I also just texted him a tongue. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> I will withhold then. <laughs> um. So, would you apologize and say, sorry, I can't go out with you. Send dirty emojis back to them. Send pics. Laugh and leave on red. <laughs> Or get weirded out and block them. I'd play along. I would send back dirty emojis. <laughs> Mom, Dad, you didn't hear that. Hear what? <laughs> There's nothing to hear here in this podcast. <laughs> no, no. That definitely doesn't happen. Not here. Oh, perfect. How do you handle an anxious slash stressful situation? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> uh. Go to my friend's place so they can help me feel better. Let all of my emotions out in a giant chaotic burst. Make myself laugh. Turn to religion or spirituality. Or clean and organize. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I hate this quiz. (laughs) It's only five questions. There's only one more after this. I want to paint you a picture. Uh Uh-huh. So, today, I had two things I had to get done. Mm -hmm. I needed to uh, get my notes done for this episode. Mm -hmm. And I needed to uh, prep the apple cider. I prepped the apple cider as soon as I woke up. Mm -hmm. I then spent a few minutes deciding, oh, uh, uploading the episode that we needed to upload. Mm -hmm. And then Mike woke up we made breakfast and then I panic cleaned because I was so anxious about getting my notes done. Oh no. So our apartment looks great. <laughs> That's good. I scrubbed every inch of our shower. Mm. So uh clean and organize. All right. <laughs> hey, same. Either that or a chaotic burst. Or a chaotic burst while I clean and organize. Mm-hmm. 
Some it used to be just just go sit on your bed. <laughs> like, yep. I'm here now. <laughs> I want waffle fries. <laughs> I want waffle fries. <laughs> what are you doing on my bed? I want waffle fries. <laughs> um finally, do you get angry easily? Mm-mm. Yes, and I'm not afraid to show it. No, I always keep it together. I can make humor out of the situation. I try to stay calm and examine why I'm angry in the first place. Or I cry instead. <laughs> why did you choose this episode? I didn't, this, this read, quiz. I didn't read through it. it just, I just saw green. I got <laughs> well, apparently, as long as I'm not seeing red, we're good. <laughs> okay, so here's the dilemma Mm -hmm. i don't get mad but when i get mad i cry how did you feel about the crawfish when when they didn't show up and you were mad and you said you were so mad you walked down the street and back i cried a lot i had a full-on toddler mental breakdown all right well there you go but i also had three hours of sleep well, it's irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I cried a lot like a little toddler who needed a nap. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's what I did. That's usually how I do. Took a nap. <laughs> yeah. But I was saying, you, how do you feel about the crawfish? I like crawfish. <laughs> what about you know those crawfish? What about them? How do you feel about them? Yeah, I cry. Okay. I'm a mad cry kind of person. I got your results. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. You are a soft, beautiful person. Thank you. You really enjoy a nice aesthetic once in a while, too. Mm-hmm. You're sage. I love sage. Well, you are sage. Oh, I like that. Can you send me a picture of that so I can see like yes. the exact same green? Yes. Hold on. That's lovely. I think sage actually is my favorite shade of green. I tried to get my nails that color. It's very hard to find that color. I found it, but only in dip polish. Oh. Yeah, it was kind of inconvenient. I'm also going to refresh the quiz real quick and take that while you are looking at the sage. (gasps) Oh, it's so nice. I, I think I prefer a darker shade of sage, but other than that, it's spot on. It's beautiful. All right. You're going to learn how big of a butt I am. Wake up. If someone calls and I don't feel like talking to them, I just don't answer and leave them on red. (laughs) When I'm bored, I usually daydream. If a person sends me a tongue emoji on a dating app, I will probably send dirty emojis back to them just because that'll be fun. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you handle an anxious or stressful situation? I let all of my emotions out in a chaotic burst, which is what I've been doing for the past two weeks at work. <laughs> so I apologize to my coworkers. Somebody called me an angry ball and they were not unjustified. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, do you get angry easily? Yes, and I'm not afraid to show it. <laughs> but also, I try to stay calm and examine why I'm angry in the first place. But recently, yes, and I'm not afraid to show it. I'm lime. You're lime? <laughs> 
I am. You're definitely the fun one in the group. You're super bold and daring. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm curious to see if I do the stay calm, what the answer is, because that's how I usually am. Or maybe the person I really want to be. Mm-hmm. So let's see. That one. That one. And that one. Emerald. Ooh. You probably dream of living a magical life. You're very mature and always there for people when they need you the most. You okay? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <I'm> calling <laughs> you out too. <laughs> when I am not completely exhausted, this better fits my personality. So. But yeah, so that's that's uh what shade of green we are. All right. <laughs> what do you want to do next? I'm very excited. Because I have a topic that I've been wanting to do. And uh-huh. this is actually in a direct response to a suggestion on our Facebook page. Oh, yeah? Um, which involves science, kind of. Science? <laughs> kind of. Well, what, I'm, what we're actually going to be doing is hot chocolate. <gasps> hot chocolate. Hot chocolate. <laughs> and we're going to be performing a science experiment. So, Mike, if you're listening to this, or Gage, if you're listening to this, ignore that. <laughs> I need guinea pigs. Oh, yeah, fair. <laughs> so I can't give too much away yet, but it's going to be a really good one. So thank you to my cousin who suggested this. Mm-hmm. Um, very excited. That's part of the reason why I also chose apple cider is because not only is it getting into the fall aesthetic time, um let's do i wanted to do some non-coffee or tea options because not everyone likes coffee or tea and i just have to accept that that's fair you're wrong but i'll accept it wow (laughs) i'm kidding i'm kidding hot takes (laughs) there was a meme that i'm gonna try to include on our instagram and it was uh a picture of coffee drinkers and they were just a little chaotic and wild and then Uh there was a picture of tea drinkers and they were just like calm and zen and a little bit snooty (laughs) and then there was a picture of hot cocoa drinkers and it's this girl in a very fluffy oversized blanket saying which sprinkles do i want on my cocoa (laughs) (laughs) i was like wow that's adorable so i'll try to include that it's a really cute meme thank you everybody so much for listening I am I'm glad we finally got to matcha and got to to go over a little bit of history and how to make it and health and all sorts of stuff. So, yeah. Um as always, our resources will be in the episode notes. That's the research sources, the quiz and the recipe, both the pure leaf recipe and the video that Rowena has. Very good. Definitely check it out. Mhm. You can also find our podcast on our website at we brew good dot podbean.com that's webrewgood.podbean.com or on spotify apple podcast and google podcast and i forgot to mention last episode if you leave us a rating on apple podcast or a review we will thank you personally right here on the website so i'm excited to say we have either another one or two because i can't remember what i said last time uh five star reviews uh in apple podcast which is exciting thank you so much for doing that but please like leave a comment or send us an email saying hey i left you a review 
So that way we can thank you by handle or by first name, whichever you prefer, um, on the podcast, which is always a fun little kudos, you know? Yeah. You're like, hey, guys, my name right here on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah. You can also find us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and the Tic Tacs at We Brew Good. Or you could send us an email directly at webrewgood at gmail.com. And be sure that when you are taking your evening walk during the golden hour or after you have gone on that lovely meditative journey and are sipping on your matcha, having a, a nice cool recovery, to look over to your guinea pig next to you and tell him about this podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because like the Zen masters, your guinea pig is very wise and knows what it's looking for and will indeed spread the word. I don't really enjoy long walks on the beach nearly as much as I enjoy long walks talking about podcasts with my guinea pigs. You know, me too. I think that is a misconception about the American dream. Mm-hmm. That is now going to be my sole response to anybody that sends me a tongue emoji on a dating app. Mm-hmm. He, yes, thank you. But do you enjoy long walks telling your guinea pigs about my podcast? <laughs> <laughs> if not, we have to end this here. Oh, I want to break into song, but I don't want to infringe on copyright. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mentally sending you a song mm-hmm. singing about how I like to talk to my guinea pig about podcasts. And I don't know why. No. Oh. I'm going to say um, that's a lot of syllables for that song. And walking amongst fall leaves instead of rain (laughs) (laughs) well anyway anyways stay Stay beautiful. beautiful